Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash Patchwork Heart Ministry today. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us no matter how you are listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're live on YouTube. We're also live on uh, Facebook and Podbean and TuneIn. So thank you so much for being here and listening to today's program, no matter how you're listening to us. And by the way, uh, it would be wonderful if you are watching on YouTube right now, if you would go down and click that subscribe button right below us. Uh, there is a uh, great feature that if we can get to 100 subscribers, we get to unlock it, uh, which enables us to provide you with uh, more ministry, uh, more media, more stuff. But we have to get to that 100 subscriber level right now. We're at 87. So it'd be great if you would click that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're not, uh, please just go ahead and friend, follow, and like us uh, in any other way possible. The other thing I'd love it if you would do for us is if you'd, uh, when you get some time, head over to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. And we have a ton of different premium content now. Uh, there is premium audio content and premium video content. Uh, the premium audio is $10, just $10 a month. And then the premium video is $25 a month. And so check out those two different tiers in our Patreon uh, and, you know, subscribe. We provide a great in-depth uh, studies to the catechism, full parish missions or video missions, personal missions for you uh, to really live and grow in your faith that you can't find anywhere else on the Internet. So uh, I really, really strongly encourage you to go ahead, check out those different opportunities, opportunities that we have for you, and uh, I'm blessed to be joined, as always right now, though, by my co-host, Anne DeSantis. And so welcome, Anne, and thanks so much for being here. Hey, Bill. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Yeah. Great to be here. Beautiful morning. It is. It really is. Uh, a little cloudy here in uh, Wisconsin, but, uh, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> this morning it is, yeah. Very good. <laughs> I so, just... awesome guest this morning, as you said. Yes, we do. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, introduce him for us. I would like to introduce to everyone Father Stephen DeLacy. He's the vocation director for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Good morning, Father. Thank you for being here. All right. Good morning, Ann and Bill. It's an honor and privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This How is are awesome. you this morning, Father? Good. Well, I'm, I'm doing great. I, uh, I would say I am uh, hearing the, the introduction to the podcast. I would say I'm hopeful this morning. Mm. So, so God is, God is so good in 
always doing wonderful things in our in our midst and and so just to be able to kind of sift through and discern and see see what he's doing through it all is is always a, a source of hope which leads to, to joy peace and a sense of his presence so it's, it's really great to be with you awesome awesome as bill just said i mean that's who you are father such a person filled with hope and that's why bill and i were so excited to have you part of the sewing hope podcast because as you said at the beginning it said that we are all about sowing hope into broken hearts and mm -hmm. um you know there are a lot of broken hearts out there and and during this time but we have so much to be faithful and happy about and thus no matter what and and even during this time of the pandemic it's great that we can be closed through these means uh right now we're on a zoom call even though this is a podcast where we're seeing each other right we're seeing each other on this zoom call but um but it is a podcast so i want to welcome everyone this morning father has so much to to talk to us about about the work that he does as vocation director in our archdiocese here in the philadelphia area yeah so so praise god yeah being the vocation director um you know the the word vocations uh, comes from the, the the latin word vocare which means to, to 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 be called and and it's it's such an amazing privilege to be able to walk with in particular my job is to walk with you know men who are being called to the priesthood at least called into the seminary but it's just so very important just the context of this is you know sometimes we end up boiling down the concept of vocation to to only you know those who are called to priesthood and religious life where every single person in the entire church has a vocation we're all being called in very dynamic ways and you guys probably have heard of mike schmidt father mike schmidt mm -hmm. before is that, yes. is that a trait he's He's got a great video out there on vocation, and, and I, I'm just going to repeat that video real quick in terms of his highlights. He talks about he he talks about the three senses of vocation, you know, and and the first and foremost, it's all of our vocation to be holy. You know, we're all called to be saints, like that's our vocation of trying to be the unique individual that God has created us to be, and the holy men uh, men and women of God that we're each called to be. So we're all called to be saints. So that's that's one level of vocation. Then, then there's there's the kind of the traditional discerning what what path God is calling you to the four senses of vocation. Am I called to be a, a holy single consecrated to our Lord? Am I called to, to be a, a religious you know priest, sister, or brother? Am I called to be a diocesan priest? And then you know what what seems to be the uh, the what is the foundation of vocation is the vocation to to married life. Uh, and then I, I love this sense of vocation too, just to highlight this. You know, there, God is always giving us missions all the time. He's always always calling us to something. So what in a daily way are you being called to? Are you and I being called to? What, you know, what what is it that God is asking of us this day? You know, who, what neighbors should we be reaching out to? Who should we be praying for and that type of thing? Anyway, so that's all side. I get excited about talking about vocations, as you might be able to tell. So, but my, my specific job is then working with, men in particular who are experiencing a call to the priesthood and helping them to discern which is the word you know it, it comes from from a, a root word to sift right so so the you know a lot of things happen in our lives we're all called to then discern for god's voice and we have to sift through well what are all the different voices we're hearing what are all the movements that's happening interiorly and which one of, of those are coming from god versus Amen coming from other sources and we could talk about discernment in a little bit mm -hmm. uh so i i could share good news that you know for in the archdiocese of philadelphia 
over the last six years, we've doubled the number of seminarians that we have. And so that's really good. And, and that's consistent with the national trend of, of vocations, you know, are, are inching up, you know, so good things are happening in that regard. Fantastic. That's it wonderful really news. is great to hear. And, um, and never has there been a time where it's more needed, I mm. think. So it, it's such a blessing to hear that uh, more men are, are stepping up. I know that they continue to be called, right? No matter what, they're still being called, even if the numbers don't reflect it, but now they're stepping up even more so. Absolutely. So, so and we, we, we have to, we know and believe that, uh, that, that God is a father who loves us and he provides for all of our needs. And so one of the, one of the realities of that is that he, he's providing for our needs in such a way that he wants to make sure that all of the pastoral needs of the church are taken care of. So we know then, just by that reasoning of, of knowing who the Father is, that he's calling plenty of men to the priesthood, plenty of men and women to the religious life, plenty of men and women to the married life, and 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 in so many other ways, plenty of Catholic politicians. He's, he's trying to raise some of us up to, to take that vocation. So he, he's providing for all of our needs. So at one level, we wouldn't say that the church is experiencing a vocation crisis because God is calling plenty of people to, to all of these vocations. And, and, but there is, there is a response crisis to the, to the vocation. So even, even in Philadelphia, I mentioned, you know, we're having relative success in the sense that, you know, we have, we have twice as many seminaries right now. We still don't have the amount of seminaries that we need to fulfill all of the, the pastoral needs of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. So there's still, there still needs to be, we can, we can rejoice in what, what God has accomplished through us at this point, but then you know, recognize that there is there is a, an intense need that we have that that we need to keep figuring out how do we how do we help you know the people of God in general to respond to, to their vocation, and when that happens, you know the vocations to the priest are just going to take care of themselves. You know, so it's it's so it's so very important that one one person responding to the call that God has given to them inspires many others. So, so everyone here can be a, have a ma- an amazing impact on on vocations to the priesthood by responding to your own vocation, and 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 building in the two of you are phenomenal by doing this type of work that you're clearly living out the vocation that God has asked you to do. It's an honor, it really is, to to be able to talk to wonderful people like yourself and others who are building up the kingdom, people of faith, people who are doing great things to make the world a better place. Uh, so I know, Bill, you feel the same way on that part. Oh, I, oh absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I think I, I, I know I've shared my vocation story uh, on the podcast before, so I don't necessarily have to do so again. But, um, you know, the, the idea is that I think we're all called as men anyway uh, to discern priesthood and to discern it seriously. Um, and, you know, that's just we we are called by God to examine our lives and to figure out what his call is I mean you know father you mentioned it's a daily call uh in you know in some aspect you know today I'm going to get up today I'm going to do um you know a podcast to 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 evangelize and help people grow closer in their faith uh, in itself but then you have your you know states of life vocations as you mentioned too you know marriage uh religious life priesthood uh there's holy single life. I mean, there's so many different things that we constantly have to be discerning throughout our lives. And, um, you know, we, we have to give for, for each and every one of us. So, um, so yeah, if you're out there listening to this, you know, I always think the Holy Spirit likes to put little, uh, plant little, 
you know, seeds out there or uh, we'll make little divine appointments with you, you know, as you're running on your treadmill or, or driving in your car or whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and if you're hearing that, you know, give it a shot. Give give God a fair shake and just ask him what he wants you to do, not only with your life, but um, but with your day. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, most of us, we end up praying the Our Father every day at some point. You know, it's 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 our, our Lord has, has it, you know, not surprised our Savior and the Alpha and the Omega has given us such a, an amazing prayer with the Our Father that really, if we just we're unpacking the Our Father, it's that simple. Just if we just do what our Lord has asked us to, to pray in the Our Father, we're going to be fine. Like, you know, you know, God is our Father. He loves us. He takes care of us. He provides for us. You know, we are his beloved children. That should be our identity. Like even just those first two words, our father. Wow, there's a implicit unity with Jesus. There's a relation with the father and that type of thing. And 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 through flowing from that, you know, identity, the, the Institute for Priestly Formation, they have a uh, they have a really powerful. Um, they're out of Omaha, uh, Nebraska. They were really powerful, you know, kind of flow for life that are you know, our relationship is meant to form our identity. And then, you know, our relationship with God forms our identity. And then flowing from our identity is where our missions comes from. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I just want to announce again, for those who just hopped on the call and hopped on the podcast that we're talking to Father Stephen DeLacy. He's the vocation director for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, where I'm located. So blessed. And before this call, Father, you and I had mentioned the fact that there's a couple things that you might want to talk about. One is the upcoming retreat for young men this summer that's going to be online. And I know the other one is the Catholic Scholars Program. So I thought maybe you could discuss those two uh, events that are coming up this summer. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So so the the, uh, the Quovatis Program, Quovatis is Latin for where are you going? It's it's based on a it's a it's actually a kind of a, a national model for doing vocation work. So the, the vast majority of dioceses uh, would have a Quovatis program. If not a diocese near you, uh, they would have a Quovatis program. And the, the 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 story that that we get this from was you know during the pers- the persecution by I think Emperor Nero. Like I may ha- be having that detail wrong, but the persecution you know broke out in Rome. And Peter then was leaving Rome and, and, and kind of, in a sense, fleeing for his life. And, and, you know, there's a logic there in terms of like, oh, like I'm, I'm the Pope. It's important for me to keep things going and that type of thing. So he was fleeing the, the you know, Rome and he passed by, he, he, Jesus approached him. And then he, he says, Quo vadis Domine, like, Lord, where are you going? And he said, I'm going back into Rome to be persecuted with my church and then to die with my church. And that, you know, immediately Peter recognized that his vocation, his call at that moment was to go back and to be martyred at that point and not flee the persecution, but be engaged in the persecution and that type of thing. So, so then, you know, this, this, where are you going question that he, that Peter had to our Lord, he asked, you know, it's asked of, of all the young men that are participating. So, Different, different, you know, dioceses run Quovatis a little bit differently. Uh, in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, it's a high school program. Other places, it would only be a young adult program or a combination of a young adult and a high school program. So we run it for our, our high school students. So if, you know, for information, I would say, like, connect with your local, you know, you know, vocation director. Every diocese has one um, whose job it is to help 
you know, men and women who are being called to the priesthood and religious life discern that and answer the call. And then in Philadelphia, uh, we're, we're turning it into, because we're still very much on, on a lockdown right now in, in, in Philadelphia. We don't see that changing anytime soon. It might be relaxed to, to, to the, we, we, have, we have a three-step process. It, there might be a little bit of a relaxation of some of the, the lockdown, but we're, we're, we're preparing as if we're completely locked down at the end of June when our Quavatis camp is happening. And it's, you know, there's going to be a lot of wonderful dynamic talks from seminarians. Then, you know, there's going to be small group breakouts. We're using Zoom in that regard. Uh, we're going to have a, 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 an experience of adoration where they're invited to come to a parking lot in one of our large churches that's pretty centrally located. Uh, there's going to be a time for confessions where, you know, we're going to recruit priests all throughout the archdiocese. We're going to use one of our local Catholic radio stations and conduct a penance service uh, for, for that. So it should be a very dynamic experience. Um, and then we'll do some some fun team building things on, on, online. Like somebody gave us an, a nice, um, a, a, a nice, um, insight into doing a, an escape the room in their small groups and that type of thing, you know, like that's becoming very popular, at least in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm guessing it's a countrywide thing where, where normally groups where team building would go into a room and they would have to stop clues to, to escape it. Well, we're, we're going to do a virtual version of that. So, so it should be a lot of fun. Normally, Normally for our Quavadas camp, we would have like a ropes course and we would be at a place with a lake and there's bonfires and, and basketball, soccer, you know, all kinds of fun things. And then there would be talks on how to be men of God, talks on how to answer your vocation, whatever that is. We see that as, as an opportunity to form all these men or to, to be seekers of God's will, whatever their vocation is. Other dioceses would use it a little bit more narrowly for those who are being call to this priesthood in particular to unpack that. So that's, that's very exciting. So the church were becoming very creative, um, you know, using such great outlets like podcasts and that type of thing. And, and we, we've had to translate a lot of our ministry to, uh, to online. So we also have the Philadelphia Catholic Scholars Program, you know, uh, and a lot of, a lot of the Catholic world has this type of thing happening. I'm, I'm, I'm very much aware of like the University of Notre Dame, the Holy Cross Fathers, they have like a great books program and, and a number of other places. I wouldn't be able to kind of rattle them all off, but, but this, this concept of like, we have such a rich intellectual tradition in the church and sometimes our Catholic education, you know, you know, the, it, it follows the general core curriculum. So there, there, there's not as much of the richness there sometimes as, as we would like to see. And, and there's a growing disconnect from our, our, our great, um, you know, um, uh, um, intellectual heritage as a faith. And so, so what, what these great books programs and, and the Philadelphia Catholic Scholars Program is kind of like following suit. We try to connect these, these young people then, especially at the time where their minds are just forming, that we want them to be formed by great thinkers like St. Augustine, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. You know, um, you know, all the great saints, St. John Paul II, you know, modern thinkers, Pope Francis and, and, and that type of thing to, it's helped to form their, their minds so that they're seeing things from a Catholic perspective. They're seeing things from a deep intellectual perspective. And they, they also are being formed in the, in the great rigor that the church has had from an intellectual perspective, too. Sometimes people look at faith and they're just like, oh, they're, they're just kind of like these kind of like, you know, unintellectual, you know, you know, people and that type of thing. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, we, we have a rich history of, of enthusiasm for science as, as the Catholic faith. As a matter of fact, there were centuries where the, the um, you know, science was being propagated, 
primarily by our, our monastery system, you know, like, so we carry the sciences, we carry the arts, and, and then also the, the, a great rich intellectual tradition, which we're enthusiastic to give access to, uh, to these young men. So, so a, lot, a lot of great things there are, are happening out there. And so, especially if you're one of the parents listening to that, or if you're, you're, if you're a, a, a young man or woman that you're just like, yeah, I want access to this, Google it. But like, like go find these wonderful, rich programs that are out there and becoming more and more available, um, you know, because we, we do have such a great, rich tradition and, and it, it's good for us to, to be formed in it as much as possible. Amazing Wonderful. opportunities, honestly. And as you said, they can Google it. Is there a place on your own website that they can go to about these two programs, the Quavadis and also the Catholic Scholars Program? Yes, yes. So if, you know, the, the, the website for the vocation office in Philadelphia here is called Heed the Call. That's www.heedthecall.org. So, so very easy to, to find in that regard. It's got a great, it's a great tagline there. So if you go to heedthecall.org and then go to events, uh, you'll, you'll be able to find out, you know, all the events that we have throughout the year and then what's coming up uh, in the summer. Obviously with the pandemic, we, we're, we are limited in some things that we can do. We normally would do a, a, actually a service camp for guys that are discerning the priesthood uh, that we're not able to do this summer called Going Deeper, uh, where we work with the homeless, do door-to-door evangelizing, um, and also do things like, you know, repaint a chapel, which we did last year. Uh, so so there, there's, the, you know, we, we, we are being slowed down a little bit by the pandemic, but the, the St. Paul would brag about how the gospel can't be chained, and the gospel is, is not slowed down by the pandemic at all. And, and the, the two of you, your good work, of, of evangelization is really a really a powerful sign of that. So I'll announce again, just for the people who are hopping on the call right now, that we are talking to Father Stephen DeLacy. He's the vocation director in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, telling us about all the great things that are happening uh, in the vocations office. Despite this pandemic, there's so many great things going on. And Father, my prediction is that some of these things, you might even get a higher number because it is online. I'm thinking that you may even get more, more young men at the the Quavadas camp uh, retreat yeah. online than you would if it was in person. Yeah, yeah, I'm very hopeful for that. So I would say about three weeks ago, we uh, you know we normally have several come and see weekends throughout the year, um, and and so you know because of the pandemic, obviously in the social distancing, we we weren't able to gather for a retreat live. So we we attempted then to to do a retreat. I I, I never would have thought of this concept as, as being one that could work, but we're just like, well, we, we got to try something. So we, we converted the retreat to an entirely online experience. And I was blown away that the guys thought it was really worthwhile. So a couple weeks ago, we have a discernment retreat and we normally would get like about 20 guys to it. And we had 31 guys that plugged into this. So I, <laughs> I right. do agree with you that the, uh, the, the opportunity of pandemic um, and the social distancing and the, and the way things are slowing down does create some opportunities. And, and we were able to achieve uh, a, a very nice online experience in that regard. We're, we're learning how to do these things more and more because um, you know the, you have to then manage people's like attention span that we, we need to stand up every period periodically. We can't just be sedentary in front of a, a screen the entire day and that type of thing. So so we were creative in that we, uh, you know, with Zoom calls, you also have a phone in component. So at one point, we had everyone hop on their phones and we did a rosary walk. It, was, it turned out to be a beautiful Saturday here in Philadelphia. Uh, so it's, it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, as, as, as Bill said before. So uh, we, we, we lucked out there. It's actually been a rainy uh, fall, uh, spring for us. 
And so they went on a rosary walk and that was pretty dynamic and that type of thing. So, so our, I guess our biggest concern that we're facing right now with Clovatis is it's only two weeks after school. And a lot of these guys are like, they're, 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 they're experiencing some, some significant zoom fatigue at this point. I think that's the terminology that people are using. So we have to kind of, you know, make sure that we're being dynamic enough that, that guys are going to be, you know, enthusiastic to engage in as opposed to like, Oh, like more zoom, like, you know, experiences yeah. like, like, cause there is, there is a weariness that does set in it with, if you're zooming too much. So, so, I, but I, I agree with that. I think there's a great upward potential. We just have to kind of manage it and that type of thing. We, we made the decision to keep the same date. So, so they would have had two weeks off from school and hopefully that would recharge them enough. But, uh, but right now as we're, as we're trying to get them to sign up, we're hearing that as feedback, they're like, Oh, you know, we're finally getting a break from all the zooming and you want us to jump in a zoom experience that way. But I think we'll be dynamic enough to make it work. Yeah, it, it's all good, father. It's all good. And uh, it just came to my mind too, on the topic of zoom and online that there's a couple other things that you've been involved with that people who are listening may want to be aware of. One is that rosary that we do mm. every night in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia at eight o'clock. And I know you've been very involved with that as a host and my family and I are always there. And then the other one is the life in the spirit uh, online program. So I thought you could just share a little on those two things too. Absolutely. Again, the, the gospel keeps, keeps moving forward. And uh, so Megan Coakley, who's our director of the office of the new evangelization, she jumped right into um, she jumped right into conducting a, a rosary online, like almost like right as the pandemic just started. She jumped into it right away. So, so it's been very dynamic that way. Uh, different families get a chance to lead. Different priests get a chance to lead. And, and she's allowed me to, the, the honor and privilege of being a host of that. So it, it's such a powerful time. We actually are in the midst of the pulpits. If you just search rosary, it'll get you there. Um, but if, you, if you're able to make your way to the Office of the New Evangelization on the Archdiocese of Philadelphia website, uh, you can get the Zoom link. And then, and then it's just a, a big Zoom webinar. And, uh, and so many people praying. I, it, it helps us to feel linked to something bigger that we're part of, uh, that solidarity of prayer. It, it just ministers to us in such a, a very powerful way. So God, God is so good. Um, and so, you know, every, every night, you know, uh, East Coast time, eight o'clock. So uh, please sign up. We're getting people throughout the country joining us here. So please, if, if you're not, if you're from Philadelphia or outside of Philadelphia, put in the chat where you're, where you're coming from. And, uh, and, and it'll be exciting to, to hear that. And I mentioned that you, you, you heard about it from this podcast. If you, if you <laughs> yeah. that, it would be great to get a, a shout out to the good work that's happening here. We also Thank have, you. you're welcome. You're welcome. We also have in, in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, a life in the spirit seminar. So, you know, if you, if you're not familiar with life in the spirit, dynamic way. A lot of Catholics, you know, we've received the gift of the Holy Spirit at baptism and in confirmation, but sad to say, I would say for the majority of Catholics, the engagement of the gift has not been, been done yet. Like, like the Holy Spirit is locked up within us and not animating us. And so one of the, the gifts of the charismatic renewal, and, and in particular, one of the focal points of the Life in the Spirit seminar is to go through a series of teachings that helps then this life of the, the Holy Spirit that we're all supposed to be living in. And, and there's, you know, it's not exclusive to only those that are part of the charismatic renewal, but, you know, that's one of the gifts of the charismatic renewal to teach people how to live in this gift of the Holy Spirit. So the life of the Spirit 
seminar is, is helps to kind of unleash the gift of the Holy Spirit, helps us to engage in it in such a way that the Holy Spirit then is animating us. Jesus gives the example of how to be animated by the Holy Spirit. He waits until he's baptized when he receives the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit's prompting him throughout his ministry. Certainly he's God and he would have had the mind of the Father and all that, but he allows himself to be guided by the Holy Spirit to give us an example to imitate him in how we're living out our Christian walk. And the word Christian even means anointed. So we're, we're anointed in the anointed one. Um, and so, which is an allusion to the Holy Spirit who then guides and, and animates us and that type of thing. So if um, I'm trying to find like the way to kind of sign up for that, if you go to, um, and do you remember the ministry that it's out of? Um, Email us at sewing hope at patchworkheart.org. That's our email address for the, for this podcast, sewing hope. That's S E W I N G hope at patchworkheart.org. And anytime you want to ask us a question, please just say, Hey, we want to find out about that life in the spirit seminar. Please give us that information and we can mention it on Thursday's podcast too. Yeah. So that, that's that's wonderful. It's mm -hmm. every Monday night, and and they are meeting. You know, this coming Monday is Memorial Day, in in Philadelphia. We're 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 still in this kind of lockdown mode. So the the decision was, well, let's keep let's keep going with it because people aren't going to be able to get together with their families the way they would normally want to, and that type of thing. And it's the you are made new ministry is where where the details for the uh, the the uh, um, life in the spirit is like now you are made new is a is a women's ministry a women's healing ministry it's very dynamic it's really awesome the life in the spirit is for everyone it's just you know uh d Harrison has been generous in, in um allowing her you are made new ministry uh website to be the the the, the housing of uh, of the uh, this 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 wonderful initiative so um Great. yeah if you're if you're around and 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 you know you're looking for something the uh the previous talks, so you're not missing anything. The the previous talks are all um, recorded and available on YouTube, so um, so you can kind of you know catch up and and um, and keep going. Um, you know what do they call that binge watching? You can you can kind of binge watch the yeah. uh, <laughs> the the the, the, um, the life in the spirit seminar. Like I I've I've been watching the uh, the the last dance with Michael Jordan. I just kind of caught up with uh, with with all those shows, so you can kind of catch up right away and and that type. Of Exactly. exactly. I'm glad we talked about that because at this time, especially it, it's a time for us to all reflect. And that relationship with God is really the most important thing in of all of our lives. Um, and I, I do think that the charismatic renewal is a great way for us to get closer to God and the Holy Spirit. So I want to thank you, Father, that you're involved with that because uh, it really makes our faith, I think, a lot more human and not just words that are inside a prayer book and a checklist of things that we have to do to be holy. It really brings that relationship uh, to a place in our heart that makes it real. So mm -hmm. I just thank you so much. Um, oh, my, my pleasure, yeah. my pleasure. It's such a, and, and it, it's, it opens up a whole new world. If you, if you haven't, every single Catholic, everything, every single Christian should be aware of like, this is what the Holy Spirit is doing in my in my life. We talked about discernment beforehand. It really is, you know, like like you know, there's there's different voices that are always coming at us. We want to always tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit, uh, and also if you're if you're an Ignatian type of person or the Good Spirit, because he would he would live wiggle, wiggle room for 
the holy angels and also the Holy Spirit. You know, the angels are able to prompt us in a, in a good way. Um, and versus like the evil spirit or, or fallen demons, which obviously want to steer us away from God. There's the voice of the world uh, that would say, oh, you guys are all crazy or, or you guys like, you know, religion has nothing to offer and that type of thing. Obviously, that's not the voice of God speaking. And then there's also our own human voice. So like it's important then to, to, to understand, OK, like where, what role do I play in all this? You know, we're capable of generating good ourselves. We're capable of generating bad ourselves. That, um, but, you know, how do we then tune into the Holy Spirit, uh, which is an, an art and a gift. And, and, you know, one of the gifts of this Life in the Spirit seminar is it gives you some nice tools then to be able to tune in all the more to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit then to animate your life in such a way that is powerful and dynamic. Yeah. You know, I, I love the father that you use the word animate, uh, because, you know, a lot of us, um, you know, think of animation being, you know, uh, watching, you know, a, a, a Disney movie or, you know, a Pixar movie, right. You know, Pixar animation, but it's, it's so much more than that. And, you know, it's, it's actually, you know, awakening in us the fruits of our baptism and confirmation and, and it, and it, and it brings to life our, um, our our soul you know and so and so that's you know i i just love how you use the word animation uh because because it it there's something about bringing to life our soul and allowing it to flourish um so beautifully in god's kingdom like it just you know like like, like it's like allowing yourself to be fully yourself the you know the full created person that you uh, that God created you to be. And, mm. and, you know, we oftentimes, you know, especially in our faith life, I, I think, you know, often hear, well, what is the bare minimum do I have to do? Right. We talk about all these different confirmation programs and, you know, I was a DRE for many years. Uh, I was a, a youth minister for many years and parents and kids would come to me and always say, you know, well, what is the absolute minimum that I can do to get confirmed? What is the absolute minimum that I can do to pet? Where else do you ask that question in your life? You know, where else do you ask that question? No, you don't, you don't, you know, you get, you, you would get, you know, <laughs> in trouble with your parents if you did that about your schoolwork. If mm-hmm. you did that on the football field, you would be uh, totally, you know, uh, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't even be on the field, you know. Uh, because everybody else, you know, in, in every other area of your life, you put forth the greatest effort. But mm. when it comes to God, you know, we, we just sit there. It's like, oh, oh here I am at, you, you know, youth ministry class. Here I am at, uh, you know, church again. And, and, it's, and we fill the pews. We might fill the pews, and it might be, you know, 400 people sitting there for a Sunday mass or whatever. Um, there might be, you know, d- even double the number of, uh, you know, vote. uh, people discerning their vocation but until your soul becomes animated until it wakes up until the holy spirit animates it uh and and you begin living life in the holy spirit which is you know life in the spirit seminar once you begin doing that the god um begins to work miracles in your life and in others lives through through you it's all of course the holy spirit it's all jesus but so so i just love the fact that you know you use the word animate because it's uh, because that's truly what it is, you know. I mean, of course you're alive, but you got to bring it to, you got to bring it even to more life, you know, and, and make it more joyful. So I just uh, really, really uh, like how you 
uh, talked about that for our listeners. And what a what a beautiful thing! I encourage everybody to join Life in the Spirit, whether it's uh, virtually or in person. Join Life in the Spirit. It's a great a great thing. Praise God! And 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 just to to, to highlight this too, like like take a look at the transformation of the apostles, right? You know, you know. So Peter on Good Friday, he denies our Lord three times. He's he's immediately you know you know convicted of that. He's sad for that. He encounters our Lord three days later. Um, our Lord then you know inv- invites him like you know do, do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. He repented you know by three affirmations of loving you know Jesus and that type of thing. But then he was still like like hiding in the upper room. You know even when Jesus was appearing that period of time before the Pentecost and the resurrection, they were still hiding in the upper room out of fear. And then all of a sudden, Peter receives the Holy Spirit in particular. And this guy who 53 days prior, you know, was denying Jesus, yeah. he's now out there in front of everyone, not afraid of, of the consequences for him, not afraid, oh, how am I going to find the words to say and that type of thing? He's animated by the Holy Spirit. And on that day, what is it, like 300 people or 3,000 people come into the faith on Pentecost Sunday because of how animated, you know, and dynamic St. Peter is. And I, ch- I challenge you if, you, if you're like not sure about this or what are we what are we talking about? You read the Acts of the Apostles. The Acts of the Apostles are not just supposed to be like this historical dynamic moment in the life of the church. It's really meant to telegraph like what is the life of the church supposed to look like? And you see the church members going forward, led by the Holy Spirit and sharing the faith with just great enthusiasm. And they were less sophisticated than we are today. Like, like they wouldn't have necessarily better explained the, the doctrine of the Eucharist, which we've had great thinkers over the years deepen our understanding of that. All they were doing is saying, Jesus died. Jesus is God. He died for our salvation. He rose again and he loves you. And you need to be part of this, which is great in, in enthusiasm animated by the Holy Spirit. And the church grew. Like, like you know, to, to your point, Bill, like I, I sometimes wonder, like, you know, when when I was a child, when I was a kid in high school, I remember looking around and, and I wasn't terribly like dynamic the way I was living out the faith, but I remember looking around thinking like, huh, if the, if, if Jesus entrusted to these people who I'm sitting around right now to, to grow the faith, would the faith have grown? And, and, you know, there was a, because of a, an appearance of a lack of enthusiasm. Well, the reality is if they're animated by the gift of the Holy Spirit, they've already received. Wow. Look out we become transformed and, and the, the deepening of fulfillment and joy. It's not, a, it's not only about our own, our own well-being and all this, but, but it, it's a selling point that like all of a sudden you realize like before I engaged the Holy spirit, life was so shallow. There's a depth now that I'm experiencing that I had no idea about beforehand. So, so really seek this out with great enthusiasm. Yeah. And, and learn more. You know, that's the other thing, like learn more. That's, you know, that's the call to attend a Life in the Spirit seminar, whether it be virtually or in person in your diocese, wherever you are, you know, join that up, join that and uh, go, go see it. Because, you know, I, the other thing, too, is there's a lot of good personal witness about what the Holy Spirit has done in your in your life. And I think that that's another really big thing we have to focus on in evangelization is uh, talking, telling your story. You know, what has the Holy Spirit done for you? You know, and, and that animates your life and it animates others' lives. You know, when you're able to just say, hey, I am going to uh, share my story with you about what Jesus did for me. Think about, you know, Acts the Apostles or the Gospels. That's, that's what's going on. You know, Jesus, you know, you sharing your story of what Jesus did for 
you and me um, is evangelization. So we have to do that a lot more. And I think life in the spirit helps us do that. So I'm I, I'm uh, just so uh, I, I, I'm so encouraged by you, Father, because it's because you got a great um, you, you have a great way of uh, just relaying to people. And, and heck, you're a vocation director, too. So, you know, think about that. All the all the uh, seminarians that are coming uh, through you into the priesthood um, are 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 also getting called to the um, the to live a life in the Holy Spirit because because that's what you're encouraging. So that's that's awesome. It's just a great uh, great encouragement. I love this enthusiasm for the faith, and and you're bringing it to life, Father, because it is all about God's love and and just the fact that He is with us and and that's what the Holy Spirit enables us to see and to feel is how He's acting in our lives. Um, I got good news too. I was able to find online the actual website. <laughs> I think it's youaremadenew.com and then hyphen or excuse me, backslash life in the spirit. So if anybody's listening and wants more information, uh, just go to youaremadenew.com. So I'm um, looking at the clock. I can't believe that we only have 10 more minutes. So I definitely hope that we can spend some more time uh, talking about uh, vocations. And for those who are listening, we are with Father Stephen DeLacy. He's the vocation director for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Such a blessing because I know sometimes people come on these podcasts toward the end. Um, so Father, I wondered if there was any, um, you know, as we're coming to a close pretty soon, any other words of encouragement for those who are seeking a vocation? And maybe there are people who are listening who know someone that they think, wow, that would make, he would make a great priest. I know that there's a, pro a program called Sarah, and I'm blessed because I'm actually becoming a member of Sarah and thought you could share on that too. Yeah, so, so good, good, good. Well, I, uh, so lots to talk about. So uh, this is exciting. So, uh, so Sarah is an international organization um, with the namesake of St. Junipero Sarah, who was the uh, the missionary that evangelized the West Coast, right? Starting with San Diego, and then he would take a day's walk and basically establish all the major you know cities in on the West Coast. Uh, uh, and he was a it, it was a secondary vocation. He was a seminary professor. I think it was in Mexico, and then also felt called at a, at a relatively older age to uh, to be a missionary in the, in the United States. And he went off and did that. Um, and so. The, uh, the, the Sarah International, back in the 1930s, uh, you know, took his namesake. He wasn't canonized until Pope Francis came to the United States in 2015, kept it connected to the World Meeting of Families, and canonized him in Washington, D.C., so a really dynamic uh, saint there. And so over the years, the, uh, the Sarans have been very intentional to cultivate a culture of vocations, and, and they've been very dynamic over the years. Uh, they, they exchange ideas of what worked really well. They're in, very intentional to pray for vocations um, and encourage vocations. And one of the things that they've propagated through the years is the importance of the invitation, right? They, 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 they came up with this program called Called by Name, which we use in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia periodically, where basically parishioners are, are asked to, to prayerfully consider writing a name down of a, a young man who would be a great priest or a young woman that would be a great religious and then submit their name, and then, you know, they receive a formal invitation from their pastors. Um, you know, and, and not any individual doesn't necessarily have the ability to kind of say, oh, well, let's just have the call by name program happen in the parish. It's always great when that does happen, but 
that doesn't have to stop you as an individual from giving that invitation to somebody. Like there might be a reason why it's on your heart that you think a young man might be a good priest or a young woman, you know, would be a good religious. And so God may be calling you to invite that person to consider if God is calling them into that vocation. On average, amongst the guys in the seminary, this is kind of a, a national statistic. On average, the, the men have been invited by four different people to can help them to consider if they're, they're being called to the priesthood. So, you know, it, it, our listeners might be surprised by this, but men, we can be thick-headed, right? I don't, I don't know if that's a local <laughs> uh, thing that, that we say in Philadelphia, or, or, or but uh, and, um, so, we, uh-huh. and, and sometimes we need like more than one invitation mm-hmm. for it to sink in. And I know that was very true in my own vocation story. Uh, that it, it God had to kind of hit me over the head a few times uh, in in that regard. So so if 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 it's on your mind and heart that somebody may have a vocation, that could be the Holy Spirit prompting you. And and one of the ways you grow in being in tuning into the Holy Spirit is by responding to the Holy Spirit. The more we respond, the more we get prompted, and then it becomes this ongoing cycle. So uh, that would be that. And then for somebody, and this goes for anyone that's discerning God's call in any regard. Am I called to do this missionary work? Am I called to support this ministry? Like, am I myself called to be a Sarah member? Like Anne is, is saying, uh, you know, um, and I would say there, the, there's the foolproof way. When I tell discerners, if you want a, the foolproof way to discern, well, I, I would say it's a combination of Eucharistic adoration and praying the rosary. You know, spending that quiet time before our Lord. It's, it's very nice when it's exposition, but it doesn't have to be exposition. It's equally powerful when our Lord is in the tabernacle. So, you know, different situations, it's, it's, it's wonderful that way. But spending that quality time, especially if you're, if your life now, not, you know, certainly a, a mother of like, like multiple children, you know, like that are all on diapers, like, like wouldn't be able to do this. Um, you know, but if your life allows you to spend an hour before the blessed sacrament and, and some of us, you know, I, I love what Bill was saying earlier. It's like, we got to give God his due. Right. And, and if you take a look at your calendar or your schedule on any given day, you're going to see how much uh, are, are you giving God. And, and if you're if you're if you're able to commit to an hour of prayer a day before the blessed sacrament, wow, you're going to know what God's will is in your life. That's so very powerful. And then praying the rosary is just so important because Mary is, is given to us by our Lord on the cross when you know he says to the disciple whom he loved, who's purposely not named because he's representing all of us when he says, behold your mother, that Mary is given to us, not as an extra in the faith. I'm saying that in air quotes. If you're on a podcast, you can't see that, but I'm saying that in air quotes. Mary's not like an extra. She's not like a bonus. You know, she's essential, not because God needs her to be essential, but because God will that she be essential for our vantage point. God doesn't need anyone, right? But he chooses to have Mary cooperate in such a way that she's essential for us. And she's essential in helping us to receive God's will because of our fallen nature. We don't listen. We don't tune into God well. So we need her help to receive. And then we also need her help to say yes, that, you know, to imitate her. But then also when we're facing that challenge of like, this is hard. I want to say no to this. I want to run from this. I want to, I, I have to make this decision. Do I allow fear to dominate my, my decision or do I allow trust in God? Well, Mary comes in and with her motherly care, she coaches us how to, to respond to God's will and say yes. And so that's why if, if you're really serious about discerning 
what your vocation is, both on a, on a daily way or, or the bigger sense of vocations of, you know, the four ways, ways that you're called to, that the, the holy hour and praying the rosary are, are the foolproof way of discerning God's will. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's, uh, no matter where you are in your life, I mean, daily prayer, taking the time to pray, even if we're in this pandemic, uh, that rosary that we talked about, right? The rosary with the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. I believe it's phillyevange.org, if I'm correct, slash rosary. And uh, my family and I have been doing that every night, and it's such a blessing. We just kind of stop everything and say, it's time for us to pray. And it, and in that way, I will say, although we're in a pandemic, that's been a blessing. And I think it will bring people back to praying that rosary every single night as a family, not just individually. So a shout out again to all of our friends listening to check that out, phillyevange.org slash rosary. So yeah. Father, um, now we're almost at the end. I'm sad because we have to have you back again because you're an awesome guest. You have so much to share. I just want to invite everyone to go to heedthecall.org and just check and see what Father is doing with the Archdiocese of Philadelphia as the vocation director. I know that you're also on social media, and I think it's, is it Philly Priests? Maybe you can tell us all the places they can connect on, on Facebook and all the other places with you. Absolutely. So Philly Priest, and then, and quite frankly, so embarrassing, I don't, I don't, we, we have Twitter, we, we do all that. So you can get to all that from the heedthecall.org website uh, is, is the best way to do that. And, and then really like one of the benefits there, especially for someone discerning the priesthood, is we actually have a couple of video series to walk somebody through a, a little bit of virtual discernment. There, that's a reality where a lot of people are, are doing virtual discernment. There's only so far you can go with that. So I would say if, you, if you're in the midst of virtual discernment, you're probably at the point that you probably want to talk to your vocation director, whether that be for religious life or for priesthood. There, every diocese has a vocation director. It's real easy to find them. If and if you can't find your vocation director, if you're if you're listening outside the Philadelphia area, contact me at heedthecall.org. We're, we're well networked, so I can I can find your vocation director for you. Um, and so, um, but if, if you know using those videos, there's a great explanation on on the beauty and awesomeness of celibacy after you hear that video. Like if you have any doubts that that priest should be celibate, just watch the video that we have at heedthecall.org with Father Sean Loomis, and, and you're going to recognize how awesome and powerful celibacy is. Plus, we have a lot of other just great videos, and you literally can be walked along a, a, a period of time of virtual discernment, but it doesn't replace those conversations. We're meant to be relational, and so um, and and we we're, we're not meant to do this on our own or only in the cyber world. So heedthecall.org is, is the way to get a lot of great resources. And, uh, and so come and check it out. And, and that's the best way to get in touch with me. My email address is there. My contact information is there. So we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank stuff. you. Thank you so much for being a guest, Father Stephen DeLacy. Please come back again to the awesome. Sewing Hope podcast. And also just for our listeners, uh, please connect with us as well on social media. Uh, sewing is spelled S-E-W-I-N-G, Sewing Hope Podcast, and we're on all the platforms. We would love to hear from you, and we also love to get great ideas for, for guests, people who are uh, doing great things and, and spreading the faith. Amen. Amen. Uh, Father, Thank you again. Real quick, before we let you go, will you uh, give us your priestly blessing for us and all of our listeners? Oh, I'd be, I'd be honored to. In the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. 
Heavenly Father, as we are preparing for the ascension of your Son and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, we ask that you give us great boldness in going forward to make disciples of all nations. Allow us to receive the gift of your Spirit in such a way that he animates our activity to make us dynamic in helping invite others into discipleship. We ask that you protect us from all evil, uh, keep us healthy, and allow us to be free to be your sons and daughters in every way. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, this has been an episode of Sowing Hope, and we encourage you all to check out our uh, website, patchworkheart.org. Email us at sowinghope at patchworkheart.org. And until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, Brianna Santis, Father DeLacy, and myself, Bill Snyder, keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope in the broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or AndySantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith, a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio courses, talks, and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. Hey everyone, it's Anne DeSantis here to tell you about my new online TV show called Journeys in Faith. Thanks to Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio, I'll be interviewing some amazing guests who'll share with all of us their journeys in faith. It's going to be great, and I can't wait for you to be introduced to some truly good people who are working hard to bring deeper faith to others. It's all about relationship with God and living out our mission as intentional disciples. Join me on Fridays, Eastern Time, for Journeys in Faith, 8.30 to 9.30. Subscribe at Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry on both Facebook and YouTube. I'll see you Friday, and have a great week. God bless.